0: Yes, 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 take heart. Jesus says he has overcome the world. And that's kind of what this series has been about. This uh, the topic has been the Sabbath, the rest that God can give us. And today I want to look at Psalm 23 with you, a well-known psalm, and a whole bunch of other things in the scriptures uh, that that point to What is the answer when we say, you know, stop the world, I want to get off. It's just too busy. Well, God's Word has a lot to say about that. So, um, Psalm 23. Here's what David writes. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Just note that word. He makes me. He leads me beside quiet waters. Are safe places. A sheep gets wet; it it, it, uh, it can't get out of the water. So you don't want to, have to go by moving waters with your sheep. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness, in the right path, for His name'sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That pretty much covers it all, right? Life and forever. Alright, I want to think about this and a whole bunch of other things, as I said. I'm going to quote a song for you. Um, maybe you'll recognize it. It says, Gotta do what you can just to keep your love alive. Try not to confuse it with what you do to survive. In 69, I was 21. I called the road my own. I don't know when that road turned into the road I'm on. What comes next? Running on empty right? Running on, running on empty, running on, running blind, running on, running into the, no one knows? No one knows Jackson Brown? Okay, running into the sun, but I'm running behind. Everyone I know, everywhere I go, people need some reason to believe. I don't know about anyone but me. If it takes all night, that'll be all right. If I can get you to smile before I leave, looking out on the road, rushing under my wheels, I don't know how to tell, just tell you just how crazy this life feels. Look around for the friends that I used to turn to to pull me through and look into their eyes. I see them running too. Running on. Running on empty. Do you recognize the song? Does anyone recognize the song? Okay. Well, there's this song, see, that this guy named Jackson Brown wrote. A lot of people seem to know it. <laughs> and a lot of people like sing I've heard I've seen people singing along on the radio, you know, just dancing away like it's the greatest thing. It, it, it's popular and catchy and everything. But it's strange because the message of the song is lamentable. It's not like a it's not a happy song. You know, I mean basically what is he saying? Uh, life is passing so fast, it's like the road under my car. I wonder why I'm moving through life like this. I'm worn out. Needle's hitting E. It's kind of a downer, actually. Oh, you belt it out. Or people belted it out. Mostly none of you. <laughs> I think it's because those people who sing the song, um, and, and I've seen, you know, their concerts that have closed with all kinds of other artists singing this song together. I think that we like it, or people like it, because it speaks things that we feel. A lot of times we feel like we're running on empty. And I, I bet you do too. A lot of times we feel like, stop the world, I want to get off. I'm running out of fuel. And into that situation comes this this blessing that God gave the people of Israel called the Sabbath. the The day off. The snow day of the week. A day to rest. A day for worship and rest and delight. I want to talk about um, the parts of us. I want to talk about four parts actually of us that get emptied out. Because sometimes you think, well, maybe, maybe if I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I go to a psychologist. Maybe that'll help. Or I don't. Maybe I go to go to the doctor. Maybe that'll help. Or maybe I go see my pastor. That'll help. Or, or you know, who do I see? What do I work on? Well, the the truth is, we have a bunch of tanks fuel tanks that all need to stay full and when they get empty we get worn out so let's talk about those let's talk about those tanks those those four things and the Sabbath the principle of Sabbath rest calculated intentional setting, stepping apart from doing just to be and slow down says something for all those tanks okay the first tank is this this is a spiritual tank and this is the primary one this is why the children's sermon up here Gene uh, was talking about Jesus you know I have everything I need says, says, says uh, Psalm 23 my Lord is my shepherd I shall not be in want well yeah I need food and yeah I need clothing and so forth but what the psalmist is pointing at is that the, the spiritual tank is the first tank that we really need to fill up none of our other tanks Ever really get all the way full if we haven't paid attention to the spiritual tank and addressed it? So, uh, for example, Paul says this in First Timothy uh, chapter four, verse seven. Let's let's read it out loud. Okay, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Spend your time and energy in training yourself for spiritual fitness physical exercise has some value but spiritual exercise is much more important for it promises a reward in both this life and the next now I think there's an awful lot in that text we can't even unpack all of that today but I just want you can you put that uh, put it back up there I want you to notice that last line Uh, it promises reward okay in this life it's not like all the reward comes later but it also promises reward in the next life to be godly or to be spiritually fit. It results in goodness in your life. Now, your spiritual tank gets uh, gets depleted in various ways. Uh, probably sin is the biggest way we deplete our spiritual tank. Only we don't think about it. We don't want to admit that we have any sin, so we don't deal with it and our spiritual tank starts leaking, right? Sweep it under the rug or run from it. But whatever whenever you or I stray from God's commands we lose our spiritual fuel it's a a spiritual reality let me show you this what Jesus says in John 15 I'm going to read part of it and I'm going to ask you to join me I'm the vine you are the branches if a man remains in me and I in him he will bear much fruit apart from me you can only do a little bit right? that's not what it says this is what Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing, okay? If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commands, remain in his love, and now I'll read this last sentence with me. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Do you ever feel like your joy is not complete? It's kind of like saying, do you ever feel like your tank is empty? And Jesus is saying that there is a joy that we don't know about unless we stay in Him. The best way to refuel spiritually is to stay in connection with God. And the best way to stay in connection with God is through word and prayer. You've heard this. I'm not preaching anything new. You've heard it your whole life if you grew up in the church. The best way to stay in connection with God is through word, the word, the word, God's word, and prayer. He talks to us. We talk to Him. He also talks to us in prayer. The only way to hear from God is is through his revelation of himself. He's too high, he's too great, he's too pure. We are not like him. We cannot find him on our own. He has got to reveal himself, but thankfully he has. In his word, he's revealed himself. And in our spirits, he reveals himself. But please note, if you spend time in the word and you spend time in prayer, but you do it as a performance, it isn't gonna help your spiritual life at all. If it's, just, if it's just religious action, it's, it's not going to fill your tank, okay? If you say to yourself, I must spend a half an hour in prayer. I'm going to pray for half an hour. Pray, 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 you know? As a duty, it's not going to fill your spiritual tank. If you say, I've, I've got to read five chapters in Leviticus every day, you know, then I'll be really religious. That's not going to fill your spiritual tank. I'm, I'm just telling you. The point is not to be religious. The point is to meet God. To hear from Him. To talk to Him. So when you read the Word, you say, God, talk to me. What do you want me to see in Psalm 23? What do you want to jump out into my soul so I can hear from you, God? You know, That's the point. This is why followers of Christ gather on the Sabbath to study His Word together as we're doing right now and to pray together as we have just done and we will do some more. You know it's a perfect day for it, but but hear this. God never intended to, for your spirit to eat just one time, once a week. Right? Try that with your physical meal. Let's all have a meal on Sunday morning at nine thirty. The last time we have a meal till next Sunday. That's not going to work so well. It doesn't work so well for your spirit either, you know? This is where quiet time, devotional time comes in. Christians practice a time with God on a daily basis. You remember last week we talked about the manna, right? And how often did the manna come? Every day. They had to go get it every day. The same thing. That's the Sabbath principle. Trust in God all the time. Paul says that we're in a a spiritual war all the time. Sometimes we don't notice it because we live in a very, you know... Last nation I guarantee that christians and some other nations are noticing the spiritual war more than we are and if you try to be godly you'll start to notice the spiritual war more than you did before just try not to sin all day long and see how that works paul says that evil powers actually he says rulers authorities and powers and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms are what we struggle with every day so keep your spiritual tank full That's in Ephesians 6, by the way. You might want to read that sometime this week for your devotion time, Ephesians 6, about the spiritual armor. So step one in, in filling a spiritual tank is, of course, need I say it, accepting Jesus as your Savior, asking Him to be your Lord. So that you, he will plug the holes in your tank and God can start filling them up. Jesus said, My Father has given me authority over everything. No one really knows the Son except the Father, and no one really knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So the Son reveals God to us. Then Jesus said, Now read it with me, ready? Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. Rest for the soul. That doesn't sound good to you, it sounds good to me. You know, you know what a yoke is? It's the thing that holds two cows together or two oxen together. Jesus likes to say, get next to me, tie yourself to me, and let's walk life together, and then you're gonna find rest. So that's the spiritual take physical tank we also have a physical tank did you know that your body can affect your soul did you know your body can affect your emotions you know and your intellect we are we are complicated creatures humans we are embodied souls we have a psychosomatic reality okay science knows this the bible teaches it let me ask you if any of these things sound familiar you lack the energy to finish all the tasks on your to-do list have you ever felt that you don't have to answer out loud you feel tired and you have difficulty falling asleep. Your immune system is weak and you frequently get ill. You experience frequent muscle pain. You uh, have come to depend on substances to give you energy to get going in the morning. Caffeine, Red Bull, energy bars, whatever. Uh, You depend on substances to give you rest at the end of the day. Comfort foods, medication, alcohol, whatever. You can't relax without them. Now, if any of those things are true of you at any time, chances are you need to give some attention to your physical body. Maybe you're not getting enough physical rest. Sleep. And you'd be amazed how many times how much the, the Bible speaks about sleep. You know, sleep is a is a paramount necessity. For health, and that's just not physical health but spiritual health too poor sleep has been linked to all kinds of things by, by studies ailments uh, like uh, weight gain, depression heart attack, diabetes, inflammation poor athletic performance all those things have been related to the lack of sleep sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is, is to go to bed and get some sleep yes, that's a spiritual thing you can do you need to be rested and believe it or not that's God's desire for you did you notice psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd he makes me lie down kind of like dad and mom putting kids to bed you know i don't think sheep get up as often as kids i don't know he makes me lie down i need to be restored and he knows it he restores my soul says verse three and my body because he made me lie down right and he leads me by still waters and green pastures so I can eat and drink. Proverbs, 20, Proverbs 3 says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. It's like God like wants you to have good sleep. Sweet sleep. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. The posture of being able to sleep is the same posture as the Sabbath. We saw that two weeks ago, if you remember. It's, it's the posture of, I'm trusting God. He'll be up all night anyway, so I can go to sleep. I'm trusting God. I can rest my body. I'm trusting God. I can rest my soul. You know, I do not have to manage the whole world, although I think I do. I have to remind myself I do not. My soul was not made to run on empty, and neither was your body both of them. We're going to see that again in a couple other texts what we look at under some other tanks in just a second, but just watch for that. How often the the scriptures talks about your soul and your body and your spirit and and your heart and your you know all these things. Okay, the third one is the emotional tank. This is another one a lot of us just ignore. We just we just bury this most of the time. Most of the time you can't even talk about the emotional tank without first having enough rest physically uh, but it helps to be aware that there's such a thing as emotional exhaustion also for example if you work at a place where someone is constantly riding you and someone is constantly chewing you out daily at work uh, you may have plenty of sleep but you will be emotionally exhausted am I right? can I get an amen? yeah like my boss he's a mess you know no I'm talking about me and I'm not him he's, he's good okay so if, if you're emotionally exhausted you can't function Even if your body is healthy, your emotional tank is empty, you start to feel things like what? Like you're numb. Uh, You don't care. You stop caring what other people say or think because you had it, you know? You become irritable. You find yourself flying off on the handle over little bitty things, and then you're going like, what was that all about? You know? Or someone else is going, what was that all about? Very little excites you, you know? If you ever feel like, why don't I even enjoy my hobbies anymore? You know, it may be that your emotional tank is on E. Psychologists speak of um, two kinds of... They speak of stress. Distress, we've all heard of distress, right? Has anyone heard of eustress? Okay, only one person in the room. So, distress, this is the negative, stress, and you is a Greek word for um, for good, Euangelos is good news, right? You stress is good stress. So there's bad stress and there's good stress, but they're both stress, okay? And they're both emotionally taxing. But we don't, we don't ponder that, do we? Did you know that if you have a birthday celebration, that can be a you stress? You know, it's a stress even though it's happy, or it's a distress depending on who comes to the party, you know. But it, it could be a use stress, but it's still stress. It, it taxes your emotions. Getting a new job is a stress, or looking for one, or getting a promotion, you know, an award, going on a vacation. You know, these things are, they also stress us emotionally. Now, the point that I'm trying to make is good or bad distress, um, we need to have equal and opposite. Curves on the graph, downtimes as well as uptimes, just to stay healthy. And that's another reason why Sabbath, why the Sabbath practice is such a blessing. You know, God means for us to live in, in fullness of joy. So he commands us to stop, just stop and rest and worship and delight. The Bible is full of all these, uh, these observations about, um, about emotional stress you know it's, we're not the only ones read the psalms you know the psalms are all full of how how stressed you can be proverbs 2 here's one better a meal of vegetables anyone like your vegetables better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fatted calf of the hatred better to stay home and eat beans than to have a steak at outback if you're full of hate in your relationships you won't even taste the steak you won't enjoy it at all that's Proverbs 15 Proverbs 17 says better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a full house of feasting but with strife right you felt it haven't you I like this one better to live on a corner of a roof Proverbs 21 better to live on a corner of a roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife now we know, I don't have that problem at my house but that's emotional stress you know to have, a, to have quarrels. All right. and the point is this, that every human needs emotional, their emotional tank topped off to overflowing if we're going to be healthy. Um, let alone to be healthy enough people to, um, to pour out love on anybody else. And this is, I'm going to come back to this too at the end. But you cannot give away what you don't have. And if we're not full in our tanks, we won't ever be loving other people. So this is very important for a number of reasons. Your own health, but also your, your call, your ministry, right? Why is it that so many people never stop to think about their emotional tank? Do you remember the video that we showed just before during the offering? I think that's why we don't think about our emotional tank. Because hurry and busyness block our awareness of our emotions. We don't even think about them because we got to get done what we got to get done. Our emotional tank is dipping down by the ugly E because the tyranny of the urgent is often preempting our actually dealing with our feelings. We don't pay attention to our feelings. We don't have time to grieve. We don't have time to wonder how we feel about this or that. We don't even want to be touchy-feely because that's emotions. You know? We're just going to go, 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 do, do, do. Production. That's our God. And again, God comes and says, "Hey, you need a Sabbath. You need to slow down. You need to get in touch with the inside of you, also." That's a blessing. It cannot happen with, without slowing. A striking thing about emotions. I just want to spend a little extra time on, on emotions because because these are you know whether you like to talk about it or not. It's you are an emotional being. We are emotional beings. And emotions always come out. They always come out. They will come out one way or another. They will come out in bad ways or they'll come out in good ways. You might as well work at having them come out in good ways. Because they're going to come out. I don't care how long you hold them. You can hold them for 20 years. And when they come out, you're going to feel them like they were yesterday. I experienced this. I I experienced this. Well, I don't have time to tell you how I experienced this, but... I was shocked at different times in my life when things came up uh, from my child and I felt them. I felt them so real and they, and they, they were hard to deal with. But I had never, I'd never dealt with them. And maybe, you, maybe you're like me in some of those ways. Most of the time when we are dark, when we are rebellious or vindictive, it's coming out of our own empty emotional tanks. Or it's coming out of a tank that's full of tainted fuel Negative emotions. I had a friend in a former church recognize something in me. And I'll just tell you, so, I was I was in depression, and and he uh, he noticed. He says, Randy, whenever you're down, you forget to shave. He was right. He was absolutely right. I didn't even notice it. At, But there was a connection, you know Hmm, it's interesting David gets down in in the uh, In the Psalms But he turns to God And this is the first course of action When it comes to the emotional tank, oddly enough It is to pour out your heart to God That's, That's like step number one Pour out your heart to God God is bigger than everybody else. He does this in the Psalms. You know, uh, I'm going to read you Psalm 62. Listen to this: So many enemies against one man. They're all trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken-down wall or a tottered fence. They plan to topple me from my position. They they delight in telling lies about me. They're they're friendly to my face and they curse me in their hearts. Talk about emotional stress. Have you felt that at school or at church or at, in the anywhere? Someone's friendly to you, but you know they don't mean it. That's emotional stress. I wait quietly for God. My hope is in Him. He alone is my rock and salvation, my fortress, and I will not be shaken. My my salvation, my honor come from God. He's my refuge, my rock. No enemy can reach me there. Oh, my people, trust in Him at all times. And here's what he says in in Psalm 62, verse 8. Pour out your heart to Him. For God is our refuge. He wants to hear our pains. He wants to absorb our hurts. That's what he came to. That's why he sent Jesus. To absorb the pain of our sinfulness. He doesn't want us to carry it. And that's why practicing a day of rest as a time to ponder and our own emotions to bring out stuff to go to a God who cares to know and remember there is someone I can go to and to start doing it. Okay, that's our emotional tank. Um, Last one, mental tank. Do you ever find yourself forgetful? Could be that you're over 50. It really does happen, I'm telling you. Uh, Easily distracted, um, accident prone, procrastinating. Could be that your mental tank is getting down to E. You know, the brain, the human brain is a powerhouse. God has created us, is miraculous. There is nothing more miraculous than the human brain, believe it or not. And, and it needs stimulation, okay? But there is a difference in kinds of stimulation, all right? So, for example, intellectual stimulation at work, to do what you have to do, you know, that's different than, than mental stimulation at rest, okay? It's a different kind of thing. For example, you can read a book, for a class because I have to read this book because I'm going to take a test you know um, that does not fill your mental tank most of the time I, I think you will agree I mean it's possible but most of the time no you know or you can go lay on the beach and read a novel that means nothing you know but that stimulates your mental tank uh, your thinking your, your pondering story plot moves and so forth and it's not stress right so there's, there's, a, there's a difference between those kind of things Uh, you could sit on the beach and do nothing just resting your physical body that's you know restoring your your physical tank you could sit on the beach and read a book and dance through another world and ponder truths and things about who knows what and that's mentally stimulating your brain your mind my point is God did not make us to be vegetables to just do things without thinking and just to exist. We, you have a robot for that. But we have minds. And we're made to need those refreshed. Listen to this passage in Romans, uh, Romans 12. And listen to how many pieces it talks about. Okay, we've talked about it several pieces now. So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. where's your body let them be living and holy sacrifices the kind he will accept when you think of what he has done for you is it too much to ask don't copy the behavior the customs of the world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think some virgins say um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind right now okay so there's four tanks that we talked about and you've probably noticed something by now right I haven't said a lot about how to fill these tanks it's kind of disappointing pastor you haven't given me anything to take home uh, and that was intentional I, what I wanted to do today is to um, is to show us that we have these tanks and make us wrestle with the, with the fact that we need to keep them filled to be healthy Right. next week i'll talk about all kinds of ways to fill all four of those tanks all Right, so you want to probably catch that unless your tanks are full then you don't need to worry about it but most of us need refilling and god's wisdom provides practices for us to do that but before we're done one final thing has it occurred to you why it's so important to have your tanks full right your spiritual tank your physical tank, your emotional tank, your mental tank. Is it, has it occurred to you why that's important? In fact, the goal of uh, the series that we've been looking at the Sabbath is not just to fill your tank. It has been to, for us to learn that we need to have our tanks overflowing. That's what we really need. We need to be overflowing in our tanks. Did you notice that in Psalm 23? Did you see that word anywhere in Psalm 23? I bet it's in there. Let's see. Hmm. Anybody see it? What verse is it in? Verse five. You anoint my head with oil. It's like you put on perfume, you make me smell good, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me. I mean it's like it's so much of it. All the days of my life. It'll even last into eternity. That's what that's what God wants to give us. An overflowing tank. Running on an overflowing tank is the best way to live. It's the best way to live because you not only are full and healthy, but you also have something extra to give to other people. And that's what the church is called to do. We are called to give to extra to other people. But you can't do that if you don't have extra, right? No one running on empty can minister to anybody else. Love flows best in people and who experience plenty of it. And when David praises God um, as his shepherd, he points it out. You know, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's how the, the good shepherd wants to take care of us and that's what we need. Um, but it takes lying down. It takes lying down in green pastures besides still waters. Sabbath is the setting aside of a, of a day out of seven to rest. It's a principle. It's also a uh It's also a principle to live by on a daily basis, you know, to be refueling so that God can overflow in you. Most importantly, so this brings us back to kind of where we begin. Most importantly is to have peace with God. If we are not at peace with God, there is no other true peace. And the scriptures say this over and over again. Psalm, uh, not Psalm, Isaiah 55, the end of Isaiah 55, you know, God would bring, he says, there is no peace for the wicked. Wicked being those, we talked about this last week, those who turn away from God, who don't want Him. There is peace with God. And Jesus brought it to us, right? He brought it to us. Therefore, says Romans 5, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ amen let's pray Lord Jesus please lead us every one of us through this week through this world it's yours you've already been into the future but we haven't and you are strong and we are weak but you can fill our cup and you can fill it out to overflowing you are enough the scripture says although sometimes we don't believe you but we sing it as a prayer of faith God and we ask you for it we surrender ourselves to you Please take our take us today into your arms, In Jesus' name, amen. Praise team, could come on up.